and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 154th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always... I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, which was yet another epic sports week, just like the week before it. Also, later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was being in Hartford, Connecticut yesterday to cover two terrific sports events, and both were held in beautiful New England, summer-like weather. It finally arrived. Uh, Last night, I witnessed American soccer fever firsthand at the USA women's soccer game against France at UConn's Rensselaer Field right uh, in Hartford. And it was just uh, a fascinating event, you know, especially being played out in... Uh, with the World Cup going on, which has, by the way, been spectacular. And uh, what was immediately striking was, number one, the size of the crowd. It was a friendly. And number two, uh, the apparel lines were just stunningly long. Um, They were so long, they were snaking around literally poles and concessions uh, stands, it was just remarkable to see. They, they just couldn't couldn't sell this T-shirts and all things U.S. soccer, even though it was the women's team as opposed to the men's. A lot of it was just simply U.S. soccer, T-shirts, what have you, uniforms, you name it. And it was just incredible to see. Uh, it was like, you know, like longer than what you'd see at a Patriots game with a whole lot less people. So it just felt like everybody who was there was buying U.S. apparel, U.S. soccer apparel, I should say. So it was really, really fascinating. And, you know, the amount of kids there, especially teenage girls, I mean, I felt like I was at a One Direction concert. Uh, They were just everywhere, teams of, you know, just soccer 
soccer groups. Uh, clearly, you know, soccer teams came as one. So it was just parents and kids, soccer playing kids, and uh, huge crowd, tens of thousands. It was just really, really interesting to watch. And Alex Morgan, who did not start the game but came in in the second half as a substitute, uh, scored the USA's first goal, and she was just electric where she hurtled the exterior fence around the field to high-five with, like, the the loudest cheering section in the corner of the stadium. And uh, Alex Morgan is, you know, clearly, in my mind, you know, the face now of U.S. women's soccer. Abby Wambach still is to a degree, but uh, it seems like Alex Morgan has arrived uh, following in the great tradition of Mia Hamm. And, uh, so yeah, it was just, again, uh, terrific night, perfect night with weather and just so much fun, uh, to be at. I could not have been more impressed and keep in mind that the U S women's, not the U S women's, the women's world cup, which of course the U S women will be participating in, uh, will be held next summer in Canada. So, that could be an interesting event as it capitalizes upon the current World Cup fever. And speaking of the World Cup, it's been great. Uh, you know, it's just so much fun having three matches a day on. I went to a USA viewing party on Monday night in Boston against Ghana. Hundreds and hundreds of people right in Boston's Faneuil Hall. It seemed like every restaurant slash bar there had, you know, had what was the equivalent of a viewing party, planned or unplanned. So Faneuil Hall, if you know Boston, it's a very popular area, so it was just a dominant U.S. soccer uh, presence, cheering, and in this room that I was in for the viewing party, which was a lot of the soccer people from Boston, uh, when the USA scored that first goal in 30 seconds, Clint Dempsey, the place went absolutely crazy. It was really a, a, a sports moment by any standard. And then, uh, obviously, when they won the game at the end, uh, similarly, uh, it was pretty wild. So, uh, here's to the World Cup and to the U.S. women's soccer team. It's uh, making for an enjoyable June, that's for sure. My other event of the week that I covered, also in Connecticut, and this was during the afternoon, was the Travelers Golf Championship which, again, was first class, as it always is. Huge crowds, perfect weather, high energy, just a, a great way to spend the day. It's the third year in a row I've covered it, and it's just a tremendous take. And uh, as soon as I walked in, I walked right up to the ninth green and uh, on my way to the media center and right off the bat saw Dustin Johnson, Matt Kuchar, and Ken Duke playing as a threesome, so watch them putt out. It was fabulous and great way to, to start the day. Later, I saw Dickie Pride hit as pretty a shot as you would ever see uh, to hole out from the fringe on his finishing hole. Media coverage is extensive. Um, it was interesting to be in Hartford yesterday where you had these two events occurring. You know, A lot of media were at golf, and then, of course, 
uh, throughout the day. And then that evening, right up the road, is the U.S. women's soccer match. So a great day to be in Connecticut. And uh, and speaking of golf, congratulations to Martin Keimer for winning the U.S. Open. He led it wire to wire. Uh, total blowout in, in golf standards is the only way you can possibly describe it. Nobody really made a run. But moving on, uh, my bizarre story of the week was, again, like last week, uh, the San Antonio Spurs dismantling the Miami Heat, but this time to win the world championship. And I call it bizarre only because it was just so unexpected. Uh, We're just not used to seeing the Heat of the past four years get beaten like a drum like they were. I mean, tribute to team basketball. By any and every standard, uh, they should just bottle up these five games and into a you know one big uh, DVR slash VCR tape and uh, put it in the Hall of Fame as a tribute to how basketball should be played. It was just remarkable. Um, who knew? Who would have thought? It always feels like the San Antonio Spurs are the team that's old, but. In reality, it was the Miami Heat who got old overnight, meaning after Game 2 but before Game 3. Game 3 and 4, of course, the blowouts in Miami. Uh, So that's why we love sports. You never know. It was just incredible. And then, uh, and by the way, just speaking of getting old overnight and champions being dethroned, uh, shocking to see Spain who I covered up here at Gillette Stadium a couple years ago when they were World Cup champions. They're still defending World Cup champions until a couple nights ago when they got beat. And uh, that's it. They're out of the World Cup uh, in the very first round, the group stage. It's just incredible. Um, Not only were they World Cup champions, they were European champions, being called one of the greatest teams in sports ever assembled in any sport. I would not argue that point. There was times when I think they held just about every championship you can hold, and that was a mere couple of years ago. Um, So, you know, uh, shocking to see. And uh, so a lot of champions uh, seem to be getting dethroned all of a sudden, Uh, Chicago Blackhawks included, and hats off before I forget to the L.A. Kings winning the Stanley Cup since my last show. That was last Friday night. And finally, my low light of the week was watching, uh, was losing Chuck Knoll, uh, the former Pittsburgh Steelers coach, the legendary Pittsburgh Steelers coach. Uh, I big, I began my sports career covering the Steel Curtain Steelers and specifically Chuck Knoll. I used to sit after games in a desk designed for eighth graders in a room at the uh, floor of Three Rivers Stadium, listening to Chuck Noll press conferences, and I treasured him. I'll never forget him. It was in those moments when I said, you know, this is uh, this is the career I want to have in my life is sports writing and sports in general, sports media, shall we say? And it's all because Chuck Noll was, uh, for me, so inspiring. He like Belichick does as well occasionally they let their guard down and they just talk football and you know their their eyes just light up and neither are known for their 
shall we say, outgoing personality. But boy, in those moments, they were special, very special for me as a young, young, literally cub reporter in my early 20s and uh, just moments that I treasure. Chuck Knoll, never let, let us never forget, Chuck Knoll more than any other person is responsible for the Pittsburgh Steelers as we know them today. The team, the only team that has won six world championships. You know, the Roonies were there long before Chuck Knoll, and he was the one who drafted, his first ever draft pick was Mean Joe Green. He drafted those fabulous teams with so many Hall of Famers, won four Super Bowls. Let's Again, he is the only... Uh, coach ever to win four Super Bowls. So special, special uh, coach, to put it mildly, a unique person by any standard. Never sought the spotlight. Uh, but as often happens when he passed away, uh, it was surprising to, to all. I knew he had been in ill health, but wasn't expecting this. And everybody I talked to uh, down in Pittsburgh and whatnot, where I grew up in that area, uh, said the same thing. This this was a surprise, maybe not a shock, but certainly a surprise. And again, uh, you know, Chuck Knoll, just uh, as responsible as any sports figure in my lifetime for me doing what I've done throughout my career, which is cover sports. So, as my former co-host Lee Williams from outside the huddle likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 Three four six nine one four four, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how you doing today? John, I couldn't be better. I'm at the Travelers Championship here in Cromwell, Connecticut. It's bright and sunny with a slight breeze and not too hot, and probably in the 80s, low 80s or something, so I'm enjoying the day. You're there right now, correct? Yes, sir. Well, thank you for taking a break from the golf course. You and I were there, of course, together yesterday afternoon, and uh, it was just fabulous. I mean, it, the the Travelers deserves, since they run such a first-class operation down there, they deserved the weekend that they're getting, which is just apparently four straight days. Certainly the first two days have been perfect, and it looks like the next two are as well. Uh, this is classic, perfect New England summer weather in the 70s. Just awesome to be there. There's no place you'd rather be, right? No, no. It's, it's the, I'd say it's the event outside of Connecticut sports, let's say, University of Connecticut sports. It's the event of the year in the state. You know, it really is. That's a, that's a good description. It's, uh, you know, I, for me, as, as a golf lover like yourself, you know, I've come to now mark my summers with, you know, I begin it with the Travelers and I end it with the Deutsche Bank, which is 20 minutes down the road, and I'm only an hour and a half from the Travelers, maybe two. Uh, And, you know, that's become, so they've both become kind of bookends to the summer, and and both are annual summer traditions up here in New England. They just signed a new 10-year agreement. So the Travelers is here to stay for the next 10 years, right? Oh, yeah, that, that's a great uh, advancement of the program. It, you know, when they sign that contract until 2024, so it stabilizes the, the event. And, and uh, you know, when you speak to the golfers, John, they really have fun at this course. They love the last, you know, set of holes for the finish, 15 through 18. They're exciting. And I think after that U.S. Open, it's, it's, it's the time to kind of exhale and have fun again playing golf. Well, that's it. That's it. It's obviously slotted the week immediately following the U.S. Open. I can remember, you know, in past years, I mean, uh, Webb Simpson came after winning. You know, it's like he wins the U.S. Open two days later, you know, in San Francisco where he won at Olympia. And then two days later, we're all sitting in his press conference in Connecticut. It's, you know, it's great stuff. And Bubba Watson, who won the Masters, you know, is there this week. And uh, so, yeah, so they get, you know, uh, a great field year in, year out. And, yeah, it's it really is just like a well-slotted right behind the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a good spot on the calendar, I believe. Yeah, I think it's perfect timing. And the state totally embraces the moment. I mean, they go to every... Uh, <clears throat> you make every effort 
to invite the players and they have like a, a private charter that they bring the caddies and the, and the wives and the families right from the U.S. Open. I mean, that's how <clears throat> uh, forward-thinking they are to promote this uh, tournament. Yeah, well, they do a great job with the media, you know, the public relations of it, you, you know, billboards coming down, uh, you know, the interstates from Boston into Connecticut. You're seeing it. Today, for instance, I thought this was interesting. I had some, I wanted to check on some people who were interested in going today. So as I walked out last night, I popped real quickly into like the ticket sales booth. And I said, you know, if I had some friends who wanted to come down tomorrow, you know, come here to buy a ticket. And they just said, well, it's, it's free. Tomorrow afternoon, meaning today, it's free. So you can literally go to the Traveler's Golf tournament for free as we speak so anybody listening in connecticut right now or new england jump in your car you can go watch golf for the next eight hours till dark for free right so but i just thought they do a lot of stuff like that it's just really cool they have a good pro-am on wednesday uh were you there for that right i was there uh on for the pro-am on wednesday big names right what was good now who are some of the names that were there on, on the am side Chris Berman oh, is typically there. Oh, yeah, they had uh, George Lopez, a uh, comedian and TV yep. host. They had Kevin Ollie, who got off the national championship. They had basketball coach in University of Connecticut. They had Bob Biacco, the first-year uh, coach of the University of Connecticut football team. They had Bridget Moynihan from the TV series Blue Bloods. Uh, was, some of the names. Uh, was Donnie Wahlberg there? You know, I didn't get a chance to see him, uh, John, but he, you know, he was supposed to be here, but I didn't get a chance to see him. And he's also I, on that show, you know, for, for people who watch that Tom Selleck. You know, yeah, he's on, right. He's, he's on Blue Bloods, and he's, of course, is a Boston institution, the Wahlberg brothers. And, uh, and I've met Donnie Wahlberg, very, very likable guy. And, uh, and Bridget Moynihan, of course, uh, well-known, uh, and so, yeah, it just sounds great. Was Chris Berman there? Uh, yeah, he, he was there. And uh, I think actually, yeah, he had a foursome, uh, I don't remember the call, but I think he might have been with Kevin Allen or somebody like that. But yeah, he, he's a member of this club, I believe. Oh, okay. Chris Berman, of course, you know, keep in mind, ESPN is headquartered in Connecticut. So uh, Chris Berman is a mainstay year in, year out at the Pro-Am. And, uh, yeah, so... Not far from ESPN headquarters, actually, uh, down in Cromwell. But one of the really, you know, well, you and I had a great moment yesterday. We took a walk because you wanted to interview uh, uh, Dickie Pride. And lo and behold, we uh, walked up and saw him uh, hit as, as pretty a shot off the green from the fringe as you'd ever see. Hold it out. It was the final shot of his day. Yeah. And it was just a great moment, you know. I, I just loved it. I mean, you know, the, the, one of those, you, we, we walk up to the ninth green. He started on 10, so he finished on 9. And, uh, you know, no sooner we walk up and he just hits this spectacular shot, uh, probably 30, 25, 30 feet, but off the green with a chip, you know, a chip shot. And it was, it was just spectacular, really. One of the shots of the day, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it was a great shot, and it was, it was funny, John. Uh, right before or after that, I guess it was, 
I saw another great shot of Bud Colley at 101 yards and about a foot and a half uh, away from the pin for a birdie. Wow. On that same hole. And another great shot that a lot of people were talking about that I happened to be watching with you in the media center, but on the TV was, you know, Matt Kuchar draining about a 40, 45 foot putt. Uh, and I, of course, just a few holes earlier had watched Matt putting out on the ninth green along with Dustin Johnson and Ken Duke. So it's, you know, it's very spectator friendly and, and nowhere more so than what I consider the coolest feature of the entire course is, you know, that natural amphitheater for the 18th green, which, you know, anybody who's ever watched this tournament, especially as it finishes up on Sunday evening, will know that amphitheater. And it's really as good as it gets in golf. Uh, it reminds me of, I think it's Riviera maybe out in L.A. that has a similar setup where basically everybody's just sitting on these gigantic hillsides surrounding the 18th green and, Boy, by the time you get to Sunday, if you've got some, you know, the lead or the championship in question with the, with the, you know, the players playing, uh, the last few players playing, it is as good a setting as you're going to find on the PGA. Yeah, I mean, the players, they, they, they've noticed that through the years, and the crowd noise is overwhelming and loud, and it's very dramatic when they're walking up as they approach the green, as you said, it's in question. So that's something that only, only here at the Travelers. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken, Bubba. That, that was Bubba's first ever tournament victory was at the, tra- uh, at the Travelers. I'm quite sure about that, actually. We all know what he's done since then, two Masters Championships. So uh, little did we know that day uh, what, we were, what we were witnessing. Um, Ken Duke, who I watched yesterday, you know, he won his uh, first ever tournament at the Travelers last year. And Ken is uh, certainly in his 40s, if not his 50s. So that that was a great moment as well. So, you know, you know it has a nice track record of having some pretty, some signature moments. John, you speak above Watson, it launched him into a new stratosphere in the golf world by winning that tournament. Correct. That's that's what launched Bubba's career as we now know it was, you know, the traveler. So, uh, which is why he comes back every year, I'm sure. So he's a, he's a mainstay as well. And uh, so, yeah, it's great. Um, so I'm glad to hear it. And last night I know you were at the media party. I was at the soccer game up the road, which was an equally interesting event uh you know so big day in connecticut i know you're a resident and you in fact live fairly close to the to the to the golf course in in cromwell so uh you know it's it's a great it's a great weekend for connecticut by any standard oh yeah john if i was a ship i'd ride my bicycle (laughs) there you go there you go yeah i know how great is that and your situation there is similar to my situation here where for the Deutsche Bank, which, of course, is the only PGA tournament that ends on a Monday, Labor Day. And uh, it's 20 minutes from my house, so I'm able to... So I basically live there that week the way you're living at uh, TPC Highlands this week. Yeah, um, uh, this afternoon I'm going to go out and watch Bud Cauley, who was uh, tied for second uh, after the first round, and... And I'm going to watch the young fellow, Bobby Wyatt, making his pro debut after the 
second consecutive national championship at Alabama. So that'll be a fun afternoon for me. And then and hold a concert at the end of the day, John, believe it or not. Correct. Correct. No, I know. And, and let's just touch on for a moment here that uh, the reason we went to watch Dickie Pride yesterday is because he is one of four Alabama graduates playing in this tournament. You just mentioned two more. And we, you and I were talking yesterday. That, that's a pretty astounding number in my book for four Alabama graduates, and we all know you work for Bama Magazine and cover Alabama sports. Uh, but for four Alabama graduates to be playing on the same weekend at a PGA stop in Connecticut strikes me as pretty unique. Yeah, I think so, John. And, and last year, the most they've had that I can recall, they had five. So every year, I, I look forward to how many they're going to be participating in the event. And and then for those fans who, you know, like to look at the irony of the situation, the tournament director who who uh, runs the whole operation is Nathan Group. He graduated from Auburn. <laughs> That's classic. Um, well, it goes to show you there's a lot more going on at Auburn, Alabama, than just football, right? That's correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, with that said, AP, uh, why don't we take our break and... Uh, We have lots more to talk about on the other side. It's certainly a busy time for sports, but we love it. So we'll we'll catch up on some of the other, other things going on in the world of sports after this break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made the show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's come on. Let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Yeah. Are we going to play porn and music or not? This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man, how the hell do they know that I got gas? Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert still, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., uh, since you and I spoke last Friday and did our show, uh, two major championships have been decided, uh, hockey and basketball, and of course the basketball NBA, uh, you know, it has been fascinating. The series was fascinating. Uh, you know, it was it was a clinic. There, there is no other way to say what the Spurs did. Shockingly, to the Miami Heat was nothing short of a basketball clinic. Then yesterday we had the Pat Riley press conference. But what are your thoughts overall on first how that series all unfolded? John, I think everyone is applauding the style of play uh, that the San Antonio Spurs used to defeat the Miami Heat. But I think what people have to understand is they constructed the team so that you have shot makers. In other words, it's nice that they're passing the ball around. But in basketball, on offense, I believe it's not a democratic system. I don't want everyone shooting the ball unless they're making shots. Uh, you know, for example, if you put passing the ball to a wide open Dennis Rodman 20 feet from the basket, the pass might be good, but what can he do? How, how can he be uh, a threat to, to the defense? So they've constructed that team, you know, to, the, to their credit, uh, you know, everyone can make a shot. And, they, I mean, and, they, and they've taken players who weren't known to be shooters, uh, and, you know, they've improved. So they developed players, they drafted good people, you know, dependable. And they have a fabulous system. You know, Greg Popovich is, a, is an excellent coach. I mean, he's been doing it for so long and so well that uh, maybe you can slightly underappreciated. Maybe until now that, that it's come out that he beat the Miami Heat and, and James and company with, with the big three, supposedly the big three. So that, that's my impression of, you know, what they did. And, and uh, I didn't think people would ever expect such a whipping that they put on Miami Heat by such, you know, in all those double-digit games. I think it's some some kind of record. I mean, what four games over fifteen points or something of that nature. So that's very impressive and surprising. And it now has Miami Heat scratching for answers, and uh, there might be a little bit of uh, you know uncer- you know there is uncertainty with that team now. So only time will tell if they're going to be back together again. Yes, and it's just so amazing. I mean, first and foremost, you know. All credit to the Spurs. There's so much to like about that team. And, and starting with the fact that, you know, many teams would have folded after their excruciating Game 6 slash Game 7 losses to end it last year. They had they were 28 seconds away from winning the championship last year. And then rather than, you know, whatever, you know, uh, implode what like many, many organizations could have or would have, they just set out on a one-year mission 
and Tim Duncan just a couple weeks ago, the night they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in the Western Conference Finals, went completely, totally out of character and said, you know, what I consider will now be famous words of, you know, we'll get them this time. <laughs> and, and, you know, stunned everybody. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people thought, oh, boy, that's like, the, you know, the last thing you should have done because now you're just going to fire up uh, what is already shaping up to be a dynasty. The Heat win game two in, uh, you know, in San Antonio. And everybody's thinking, you know, thereby negating San Antonio's, you know, uh, home field, home court advantage. And boy, oh boy, from that moment on, that was it. That was just all she wrote. I mean, it was the it was San Antonio who got mad about losing game two, it <laughs> seemed. And boy, what they did in Miami won't soon be forgotten by anybody who follows basketball. That was incredible. And then, of course, they needed to win game five. I said it last Friday. They did. I mean, they, they certainly took care of business at home and 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 they had to. They couldn't. They they had them down, and they drove the stake right through their heart in a big way. So special stuff. I love you know, and a special team. I mean, Greg Popovich. You know, and I've said this many times, as you know, AP. I I compare them very much to the New England Patriots. To I compare Popovich to Belichick. Very similar, obviously. They both love the media, and. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, both, you know, won a bunch of championships early in their career with, you know, signature players, Popovich with Duncan, Belichick with Brady. Then, you know, a decade passes, no championships. They both want that exclamation point at the end of their careers. By that, I mean Popovich and Duncan, Brady and Belichick. The Spurs have done it. Now we'll see if the Patriots can do it. But hats off, you know, I love what the Spurs did. It was just yeah. great. John, don't you get the feeling that every junior high coach was applauding that victory by San Antonio? Yes, I said earlier in the show that I think they should just package that up into, like, one sort of the, the whole five games, uh, you know, <laughs> just package it up, or certainly the four victories, or the, the or the games specifically, three, four, and five. Those okay. three games, package them up, into like a VCR tape and send them to every you know youth basketball coach in America because that is how the game should be played. Yeah, yeah, it was really enjoyable. It reminded you of some of those I don't know Celtics teams in the past, or uh, I don't know. Just take anybody who you know played that that team oriented passing and cutting type of game from years ago. Yes, I mean, making the extra pass, I mean, again, they're, you know, it was just incredible. I mean, some of the passes were just as as good as you would ever find, the, you know, be it, you know, Diaw had a couple just spectacular passes. Uh, but when you speak of spectacular, I mean, you have to go right to Kawhi Leonard. I mean, you talk about a star is born in three, that guy in three games, he, he you know, <laughs> basically won the MVP. When has that ever happened before? When the MVP of the of the NBA Finals, when has that happened before in any sport that decides mm-hmm. a championship with a series? Three games. Yeah. And there was no yeah, doubt. I don't, I, don't re- yeah, I don't recall that ever happened, Jen. You're right. And he's a person that, I mean, they made him into a very good shooter. That, that's part of that developmental program that they have. I mean, they have that shooting coach. I think it's Chip England, his name is. 
and he was a big reason for Kawhi Leonard's, uh, you know, flourishing from the perimeter. Yes, and I mean, he showed flashes. I mean, his dunk in, I think, game four, maybe game three, it was in Miami, is yeah. the signature play of that series, without a doubt. No one would question that. I mean, he, where he, you know, basically yeah, the Heat were flat-footed. Yeah, another thing impressive about him, John, was the way he defended LeBron James. I think he just put his nose right, right mm-hmm. in his chest and... Uh, I think it was one time he, he got it all over Dwayne Wade and looked like he was playing down at the YMCA or something. He just stole the ball right from him. He did. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he has he gave as much trouble to LeBron James as any defender ever. I mean, he reminded me again of, you know, the only guy that ever gave Larry Bird trouble in my mind was Michael Cooper. Of the Lakers, who, by the way, I saw coaching the Atlanta Dream and WNBA just a few weeks ago. But anyway, anyway, sticking to to topic, um, yeah, Kawhi Leonard just you know he he just made LeBron work. But you sure can't lay this loss on LeBron. I mean, he you talk about you know a man out on the island, and a lot of people were comparing that to when he was with the Cavs, when basically he was a one man team. And by the end of the series, that's what it had become. Yeah, I LeBron, he can only do so much, and then after a while, he needs some support, just like any superstar. I mean, you have Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Tony Parker, three against one, and they're gonna, the three is going to overcome one every time. Every time, every time. And then, and the other thing you have to like about these, the Spurs team is, you know, just the way they bring in, you know, uh, players from foreign, you know, from outside America, I mean, four or five right. key contributors, you know, uh, including, you know, s- starting with Ginobili, of course, but, you know, a whole lot of others, Thiago Splitter, and, and just, you know, the whole thing, the whole way that team is put together, y- you know, y- y- you have to like it. Any basketball fan just really, really has to like it. They're just, again, one of the more likable teams in, in my mind in recent memory. Yeah. And, you know, John, when you take a foreign player, you have to project how that will transition to the NBA. It, it's, it could be quite risky sometimes because it is a little bit of a different game in Europe and South America. And, you know, you're not certain if they're going to, you know, do well in the NBA. Correct. And, and then even some who, you know, we're in the NBA. I mean, Boris Diaw, who, you know, made the best passes of the entire series, and he's a big yeah. man, was fabulous. He was a cast-off. It looked like his career was over. <laughs> um, you know, just everything they, they they do just totally came together. And, again, the best part of all is just, you know, this was a team that minutes after the Game 7 loss, which Popovich admitted haunted him every single day, they embarked on a mission, and you know, mission accomplished. And you know, who doesn't love that, right? Well, yeah, and, and I, it's kind of unique the way they the way they approached this season. As you say, they didn't they didn't dwell on it. So it was a negative. They used it as more of a positive to inspire them to get back to that position. And and then that little comment by Tim Duncan, which was 
if you can call that boasting, I guess that's the the quietest uh, bit of uh, trash talking I've ever heard. But he certainly delivered. He did, and no, nothing America loves more than you know somebody uh, making a, a guarantee of sorts and then backing it up, and that's exactly what Tim Duncan did. So. Good for them, good for him, and good for the Spurs. So with that said, AP, still have a lot more to cover, but why don't we take our final break? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us still is A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started again with A.P., I want to say my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is Sunday's USA-Portugal World Cup match at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And before you tune into that, probably watch the end of The Travelers and see that amphitheater that, uh, that we talked about for the final couple holes there. And uh, AP, we were talking at the end of uh, the previous segment about, of course, the Heat Spurs series. But Pat Riley, president of the Heat, uh, really came out with some interesting comments yesterday uh, where he basically took the offensive uh, in, you know, whether LeBron and Wade and Bosch will resign, basically saying, you know, in my mind, I heard two messages, you know, Miami's the best place to be, and uh, you don't go running out the door just because you lose. So I loved it. I, I just loved that he kind of, you know, took the offensive. Not many people can do it, but Pat Riley has the cachet that he can do that. Yeah, he sports quite a few rings that, that can get people's attention, at least, you know, in the media. I think he went on, John, for about 52 minutes which I, I don't know if I've ever heard something of that nature. I, I mean, I can't recall in, in sports history somebody, uh, you know, at a high level being, uh, you know, talking about something in advance to prevent his whole team just bursting all, all over the league. So he's proactive, and Pat Riley, he's not one to back away. You know, he's a street fighter, and, uh, you know, he, he's been in 
uh, plenty of uh, tussles through the years. So that, that was his approach, and now we're going to see if he succeeded. I mean, is LeBron the type of person to take heart to that type of message, or is he going to be insulted or turned 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 away by Pat Riley going out in the open instead of going in, in his office and talking one-on-one, man-to-man? I mean, that, that's the strategic, uh, you know, question you have to ask yourself. Did he make the right decision to air that that challenge to everyone, or should he have taken it behind closed doors to not only LeBron, but the other two? That is the multi-million dollar question, and I mean multi-million, uh, <laughs> right, yeah. to say the least. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, Pat Riley, you know, again, he can get away with it. Not many can. There's only a handful in the world of sports that I feel could get away with it. He is one of them. And I found it interesting because, you know, you see him every game and he's sitting there fairly stoic, uh, you know, certainly compared with the coach and player we all remember. But, uh, you know, you re- maybe they hear from him. Maybe he talks down in Miami. But on a national level, we're not hearing much from Pat Riley at all. And then he just comes out with this, like, you know, bombshell of a press conference and just, you know, out of nowhere. Uh, and, yeah, I just found it fascinating. I Again, I, I liked it. You know, I, I like to see that, you know, number one, he hasn't changed. And he is a street fighter, like you said. Let's not forget, he played for Adolph Rupp at Kentucky. So start there. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know... It's just, uh, I like to see, especially in that sport, where it feels like, and there there are countless recent instances that, you know, the players are basically running the show. And in that sport, more than others, for, you know, a team executive to come out and basically seize back or take the offensive or seize back control, if you will, uh, I found her just refreshing and a little different. Yeah, I guess he he made that calculated risk in his mind. You wonder if he that that's something an ace that he had in his pocket all these years that he thought about, or did he just devise that tactic? You know, within this last series, it, I think that'd be a fun question to ask him. Did he ever, did he ever try, think about trying this with any other team besides Miami Heat, or he just thought about that, which is supposedly the big three, that he wanted to challenge them in the open. and you know, Because Pat Riley, if there's an elephant in the room, he'd be the one to challenge an elephant. Oh, yeah. It was clearly, in my mind, it seemed totally emotional. I mean, he started off saying, you know, I'm pissed. I mean, that was like first words out of his mouth. And then he basically told everybody to just chill out, that they were everybody was acting ridiculous from media to players yeah. to fans. I mean, it was like a scolding. Yeah. Uh, what I don't know, and you know, I don't know if he like called this press conference out of emotion or if this was just his, you know, standard. We see this all the time in today's sports world. The standard, you know, close out the year press conference. I don't know if it was planned or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't much matter. It was what it was, and it was great in my mind. Oh yeah, there's there's nothing better than have the the head of the organization with some straight talk. Straight talk. You, there you go. You, know, you don't you rarely get it these days, right? Rarely. Uh, 
And that, that segues perfectly into one sports uh, personality, and I do mean personality, who is known for his straight talk, for better and worse, and that, of course, is Rex Ryan, who, of all people, yesterday was defending Bill Belichick and the Patriots on what's being known now suddenly as, as Playbook Gate, and like there is often, there's an Alabama connection, which I know you can relate to. Uh, anyway, the story is, you know, the, the new coach of the Cleveland Browns, who used to be with the Jets, somehow uh, inferred in a MMQB, Monday morning quarterback, Peter King's new venture, uh, that, you know, Belichick had a Jets playbook, and that started, of course, all the usual stuff uh, that led to Rex Ryan. And, and again, the story is that Nick Saban had given Belichick a playbook. The Rex Ryan had given Nick Saban a playbook that somehow ended up in Bill Belichick's hands. All of it generally ridiculous. Uh, and Rex Ryan vociferously defending basically Belichick and the Patriots, which is, you know, on the list, short list of things you never thought you'd hear, right? No. Uh, if, if I had to think of something that uh, Rex Ryan might be uh, behind, but seriously, that was not one of the topics. Yeah, what a weird world, you know? It's a world turned upside down. Why the new Cleveland Browns coach would, you know... Put this out there is just beyond me. I, I, I just don't get it in any way, shape, or form. No, no. And like I say, John, uh, Nick Saban has had Bill Belichick come down for the coaches' convention in March, or when he was having March, and then he's also had Rex Ryan. So they've both been around the program. So why would he uh, choose to give the playbook to the Patriots? Uh, I mean, because he he wants to keep. Both of those, you know, relationships and good standing, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, and John, you know as well as I, when someone is cut from the Jets or another team, uh, a lot of times they'll bring that player in for a week or two just to pick his brain about being on the Jets or, or any other divisional rival. Yeah, and I've come to the conclusion, and this came out as part of the story, you know, playbooks change every week. And I've really, in recent, you know, months, if not year or two, you know, reached the point where that that's overrated, both playbooks ending up in opposition hands as well as players going to other teams, uh, you know, helping them prepare for the game against the team they left. I think it's a little overrated. Uh, certainly that was alluded to yesterday by... A lot of people commenting on this story, but, and how ironic, AP, as we close out the show here, that, you know, let's not forget that Belichick and Saban, Saban was on Belichick's staff with the Cleveland Browns in the late 90s, which is why they have the relationship they have. And lo and behold, we've come full circle to where this bizarre story comes out of the Cleveland Browns camp, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thing, everything comes full circle, right? Six degrees yeah, of separation. Yeah. That, that's a true circle right there. That really is. is. Well, AP, AP, I don't want to keep you from the golf course. Enjoy the travelers today and, of course, the rest of the weekend. Uh, thank you for calling in and uh, get out and catch some of that sunshine and some good golf. Well, thank you for having me, John. It's always, it's always a pleasure. We'll talk next week. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, AP. And as always... 
Thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.